Okay, here we are another week. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Voice Out Thoughts. Today I have two people with me, two brothers, Tit and Timothy. Timothy, I'm pronouncing it well, right? Yeah, I mean, you were close, we're close. Timothy. I'm close, Timothy. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm going to have to like get used to Timothy. I always yeah. say Timothy. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourself? Tit, do you want to start? Yeah, um, my name is uh, Tid Divava and I'm originally from Congo. I've been living in the United States for over um, a little bit, five years. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be in the show and I'm really excited to what we're going to be sharing here. Nice to have you. Thanks for joining. Yeah, that was my brother there. Um, I'm the other half. Uh, My name is Timote Divava. Uh, we're actually twins. Um, this is my first time on the podcast and meeting Busola. Uh, I'm very glad of what's going to be coming here. Very excited. Ooh, good. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I forgot for one second you were twins. Yeah. You, <laughs> you told me about that the last time. Too. I, I totally forgot you were twins. Oh my goodness. But you like identical twins, right? Or yeah, right? because... You're identical twins, right? Yeah, identical twins. Yes. You don't get to see twins every now and then. Like I think now it's so rare, right? To find twins. Uh, yeah. I was I was actually reading this article the other day. I was I sent it to Tim too. It was uh it was an article done back in 2000, between 2010 and 2014, okay. where they were discussing like um the twins' rates and apparently oh yeah fun fact so i was reading about the article and they were talking about how like uh, if there was a way to uh to have twins like to reproduce to to reproduce twins like uh, in a better way and they were talking about how in africa in nigeria is one of the yeah. countries where <laughs> you can find most of the twins why because um one reason they gave was that um yams uh like kind of helped um uh like um so the, something the, in biology how yeah uh, like like um your like it uh it brings up the chances of having twins with genetics something like that yams it, it, with genetics and I, because of that yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're telling. I read it before. I thought it was a tale. I didn't know it was serious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to go and get yams from, yeah. from Nigeria. <laughs> it might not be identical twins, but like it's definitely gonna be fraternal twins. So it's uh, it's it's it was interesting to read. <laughs> so all we have to do is eat yams, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> eating yams. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that's, that's a trick. <laughs> we might as well set up a business. Eat yeah. yams and get, <laughs> get twins, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. nowadays anything can make money, so I'm up for it. Let's yeah, but... let's go yams and have twins. <laughs> Uh, definitely i feel like a lot of people um like the idea of having twins so it's it's gonna be a good a good um it's a good t- tips i feel like uh, it might bring some audience into the show yeah <laughs> definitely i don't know if you have this back in congo but like um in nigeria when you when you have twins there's a separation between like the eldest and the younger one so like there's a name um like for example the oh, first oh, twin, they call yeah. them taye and the second one is called Kenge, you know. Oh, um, yeah. And in fact, they even go on to name the third and the fourth one, you know. Really? So it's Tai Kenge Idowu Alaba. 
Yeah. Oh, we, I don't we, know, do you I, have I, that I in Congo? We, we've, we've, we have that for not only one tribe, we have that for like each tribe has their own name for twins. Like mm-hmm. our tribe is the Congo tribe from uh, the west, southwestern side of Congo. And okay. over there, they call uh, the elder brother uh, Timba. And Timba. then the younger brother, they call him Nzuzi. Nzuzi, okay. So which Timba? Yeah. I'm supposed to be in Timba, and then he's supposed to be in Nzuzi. But yeah. we have this whole theory around uh, us getting born, and then the nurses not knowing which, which one is who. <laughs> so, like, they just okay. gave the bracelet to either one. So, like, it could have been either of us. We don't really know. <laughs> so, on a daily basis, who is claiming Timba here? Who's claiming elder brother? Nobody claims. Nobody. No, but no one is busting around the other one. Like, hey, get this done. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. No, not like that. <laughs> yeah. We usually switch roles, and I'm sure when this, like, when after this, you look back at the podcast, you won't even be able. You won't be able to know which one was talking oh, at what yeah. point. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, because the voice are gonna sound so similar to each other. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be more like someone repeating themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like someone repeating themselves. Do you think? Do you think you guys are similar in so many things? Oh yeah, too many yeah. things. Too many things. Wow. One of the reasons is because we've spent most of our lives together, from um, like out of our mom's um, belly to coming to the United States. We only yeah. got away from each other um, three months ago or like two months ago when he moved to Seattle and then I stayed in San Diego. So we pretty much have 23 wow. years of living together. So that definitely makes you very much alive. That's yeah. huge. Like that's, that's you, that you guys are basically <laughs> like partners, I would say. Right? Literally. Yeah, technically. Yeah. We, we're kind of ready for, you know, our partners in the future. We we've, we've lived, I've lived with someone my entire life. So like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of ready for that life. <laughs> and and it's not like sorry, it's not like we agree on like we get along on everything. We get mad at each other. We uh we have our um our small small um dispute and stuff. But then every day at the end of the day, we know how to make it work and how yeah. to um get past all the different things. <sighs> Oh, that's so sweet. I I love, I I mean, I love seeing brother vibes, twin (laughs) vibes, but yeah, wow. So how are you, how are you dealing with, I mean, I think this goes in line with what we're going to talk about today, like things you've learned from moving abroad. How are you dealing with, you know, being apart from each other after your entire life all together? I think uh, social media helps a lot. Uh, The fact that you're able to connect with people, even like from far away, uh, you talk to each other uh, FaceTime video. You talk to each other on uh, on phone calls. I feel like that that has helped a lot. You don't really feel like the person is really far away from you. It's more like he went to Walmart and I want to call him to ask him something. You know, it's like we're still in the same town, but like, let me just ask him something real quick. Yeah. It's just that I can't really go to his place because it's pretty far, but like it's like he lives across the street, but like I just can't get to his place right there. Right there. But like we can still talk to each other and uh, yeah. give him an update. So like yeah. we may not talk to each other for like um, for like a long period of time, but uh, I would tell I will call him now for like two minutes asking for something really like 
you know, maybe like a, a, a Netflix account password or something like that. And then <laughs> and a quick update and then hangouts. And then maybe at night again, we call each other, you know, little things like yeah. that. It, it'll be yeah. like, oh, what's the name of the TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then quick talk, those type of things. I yeah. like how you put that Netflix thing. Like, it sounds funny, but sharing a Netflix account is a very, like, good way of bonding. <laughs> I find it very, I don't know. <laughs> I always oh, do it with yeah. my siblings and I find it like a very good way of, you know, funding. Yeah. So like <laughs> yes. now and then you can get to their account and be like, let me check what they're seeing, you know, things like that. So, Nosiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, today, as I said, like, I wanted us to talk a little bit about, you know, things you've learned from moving abroad, from living in the in the diaspora, you know, you both were born in Congo and um, you moved to to US five years ago, right? Yeah. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Like what has been the biggest thing for you moving into moving to, to the US? Um, I think um, there is uh, so many learning that can be done when you move from one country to another. It can be on a personal level on an educational level, on uh, every level, every level of your life. And for us, for example, like I said, we, um, we've been together for our entire life and we are so close to each other, but we realized coming to the US, we realized that we've lived with each other for that long, but we didn't used to be this close. Uh, after like we, we only became so close after coming to the US and realizing that we'd be away from our families and stuff. When we were younger, we used yeah. to spend time together, went to boarding school together, but we barely really talked that much to each other because we had those friends around us, family and stuff. Yeah. We always knew we were twins, like we um we'd be to, together most of our life, but we never really had that bonding. It's only in the US when you come. You first of all don't have as much friends you have to meet people and before meeting people i only have him so like i'm kind of like buying to talk to him i have to talk to him and then that kind of like created some more bonding and then we started um developing together and we became even closer i think being away being far from home got us closer to each other it's uh yeah I yeah I think like it's, it's, I, I so much agree with you like you value more um, your friends you know people you have around you and I think you don't take them for granted I think when you're in your space right it's like oh I have this person they're always going to be there but if you move to another city another country like you value more those relationships and you invest quality time not necessarily quantity time as you were saying before like you might not talk to each other every day. But when you talk, like you value that time that you t- you talk with him, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more like back home, you don't really you just see him as oh yeah, he's he's my brother, and you know I already I know he's my brother. You know he's my brother. Like I don't really have to make efforts in order to talk to him, or in order to um really be around him. I know he's always gonna be there. He's not really going anywhere. So. I'm yeah. like, I, I like, I already know him. So my focus is more like getting to know more other people around us. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how we feel. Yeah. yeah. And we had so many common friends and has twins, you know, you have kind of like 
we have that special power. I don't know if it's a special power or like an advantage. Um, even like you, we, we can have a big group of friends and as twins, we just like split. Like sometime, um, I wouldn't have talked to those friends for that long, but I know Titi has been talking to them. So like Titi is going to give me an update. And, like, <laughs> and I'll talk to the other half of our friends and then I'm going to give him updates. And it's like, you know, we have to split. We used to do that a lot when we were in high school. So like, that's why we probably didn't talk as much to each other. Okay, right now. We, yeah, we're talking to, you know, a different set of friends, and that was great, I think. And, and talking about friends, like, how have you find it moving into um, a new country and, you know, trying to create, you know, yeah, start new relationships with in adult life? How have you found that? Mm, like, I remember when we came... Um, I, maybe like our first year or our first two years, most of the time uh, we'll be on the phone, like talking to our friends uh, back home. Um, like it was really yeah. updating, with, uh, <laughs> updating our friends with like our life here, talking to them. And then it was a lot of phone calls. And over the oh, years, yeah. it was it started like decreasing. It was yeah. less calls with like uh, <laughs> our friends from back home. It's not like we didn't talk anymore, but like... Um, you have more things to talk about with people you live with yeah. so like you um interaction yeah yeah so it's just yeah you yeah, you're still friends you can talk to each other now and then but then you just may not have uh like you might you want to tell them about something but then they won't really know what you're talking about or yeah it's not know, relatable like, yeah exactly yeah it's not relatable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna try I, an analogy that might work and might not work. If it doesn't work, I'm sorry. It's like, um, you know, like a uh, disk space for like um, USB storage. Let's say like um, uh, you, have a, you have a flash drive yeah. and you have a certain amount of space in it. You have your pictures from 2013, you know, prom and all of that. And then you keep on adding stuff from 2015, 2020, 20. 22 so like those older stuff they get like pushed away and at some point you become saturated with space <laughs> so you care more of the stuff that are like more recent compared to the stuff that are older the stuff that are older are very nostalgic you can never get rid of them it's like yeah. your yeah you know your core thing you can't really get rid of them and um as you grow older you sometimes tend to look back more at those things that were older, like your, your friends, you like you miss them, you miss them more and you start thinking of them more, but you have to deal with the presence, which is the people you interact with on a daily basis. So you kind of get, um, for like you kind of lose that connection with certain people, but with other people, even if you don't talk as much, you can still bind, you can call them right away and be like, you know, how have you been? You just have a random conversation. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think like naturally your friendship will always, you know, change, especially, you know, in the same space, you're not sharing the same experiences, like let's say things that go viral. I mean, there are certain things that go viral that might be relatable, you know, in, back in Congo and in the US, but at the end of the day, like your day-to-day lifestyle, it's it's just different. And I guess, I guess it also depends on the kind of friendship you have, like... Yeah. I think if it's a friendship based on like let's say core relationships, right? You yeah. might not lose that. But if it's a friendship that's based more on like day-to-day lives experience, of course those ones are going to suffer. You know, not to yeah. say like they're less value valuable, but uh-huh. 
I think it's just a matter of, yeah, it's, it's unfortunately it's what it is. And I know that also brings nostalgia, right? Like, do you find yourself just out of the blue, just saying, oh shit, I miss this person. I miss this time. I wish this person was here. Does that, does that happen? Oh yeah. I think it happens a lot. We grew up in the, we grew up in boarding school for uh, six years of our life and boarding school, it's a type of environment like uh, you wake up every day, you don't see family. You yeah. see friends and other individual every day for, I don't know, it could be like as much as three months in a three row. Three months, yeah. 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 Every day you wake up with the same people, you spend time with the same people. <laughs> like with those people, you become so close to each other that after some time, you don't see those people, you don't talk to those people, you feel weird. You feel like, oh, there is something, something's missing here. Like, yeah, uh, yeah some people. <laughs> Especially, I think there's a caveat to it if you went to boarding school. Like at the end of the day, I I also went to boarding school when I was in Nigeria. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds so relatable. (laughs) You were like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm nodding. Like, I know what you're talking about. Obviously, you have your family, but the people you've actually lived with are people that you went to school together. And I think I think that relationship dynamic is totally different than those that went to, you know, nine to five yeah Yeah. oh yeah i don't know the word like go back home every day it's it's a totally different dynamic the way you know the bond you build with them you know i i i definitely still keep contact with a few people from boarding school in nigeria and i remember that i was talking to one of my friends here in spain and i was telling about you know over the summer i was in london and i saw um some of my um, friends from boarding school and she was like, how do you keep in contact with people you've not seen in ages? I'm like, girl, you don't get it. Like <laughs> we literally <laughs> live together. Like well, she it's was- a different connection. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, my bed was next to her bed. She was like, my yeah. bed was, yeah. like, you don't get rid of those experiences just because you know, yeah. it's a country of, of yeah. those relationships rather. Yeah. What do you think about boarding school? You can make a whole book. Like you can make anything out of it. A Netflix show, a, a, book, <laughs> a podcast series, like everything you want. So you're yeah. gonna find stories. <laughs> yeah. I also think it, it prepares you for a lot in life, like discipline. Oh, yeah. I mean, you like yeah, discipline, like just being organized. It also traumatizes you. Don't get me wrong. I don't like to <laughs> I don't like to romanticize boarding schools. I do feel like there's a lot of things that could be worked on, you know, a lot of oh, yeah. awful dynamics oh, yeah. that needs to be changed. Bullying, oh, <laughs> bullying yeah, is a big are... thing. The bullying oh, culture yeah. is big and it's it's horrible, I would say. But oh, yeah, yeah. there there's so many good experiences you can take out of that. And apart from friendships and you know, how what's your relationship like with food? <laughs> food yeah, from, <laughs> food from home and food from you know in a new environment right because I mean I'm not really familiar with Congolese cuisine but I would assume that it's more on the spectrum of Nigerian cuisine compared to American cuisine like how 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 did you deal with that because for me I'm a big foodie I like I love food so (laughs) like when I go to a new place one of the first things I look at and I enjoy is food Mm -hmm. if I don't like the food I don't like the food. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it. Same thing. Uh, 
that's fair it gives you it gives you a different experience of the place and it you definitely remember how you felt when you were eating that food and you know you can forget people but like you can never forget like how some things make you feel yeah. those yeah. are true, true. you yeah. always you always remember yeah, so like yeah. well yeah yeah it'll go for it yeah But we were pretty lucky when we came in. Uh, when we came into the U.S., uh, we already had our cousin. Shout out to KK. Um, Shout out to KK. <laughs> she was already here. And um, uh, we ca- actually came to the U.S. And we went to South Dakota because uh, she recommended the place and she was already there. Okay. So when we came, she was already there and she was living with uh, her roommates who were also some, some Congolese and um like they they were already making food like congolese food and when we came in we came with our mom and we brought some food too from back home so like you know they they already knew how to cook so they just needed ingredients that you don't really get around in south dakota or okay. in west so like we already brought that and then she was already just making the food so we had the chance to uh even coming here we still were eating food from back home Like now and then, uh, if she cooks, she would uh, talk to us and tell us to come hmm. eat. Yeah. You know, so we never we were we were pretty look, lucky on that side. So oh, that's great. That's yeah. Great. Then, <clears throat> what really, would you say you eat more now? Do you eat more, um, you know, Congolese food or well, I was gonna say American cuisine, but what's what's his American cuisine? Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> sorry, but, I mean, I guess like I guess like you have subcultures, you know, maybe. Yeah. So you know, certain yeah. regions you find like typical dish but yeah what do you normally if, if, if i had a choice if i had a choice and i'd like a congolese restaurant <laughs> like right across my 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 place okay i think i would eat more of that than anything because okay. it's very diversified you have a lot of choice of food uh you don't limit yourself in like uh i don't know burger Uh, yeah. Vietnamese food, Thailand food. I mean, I I love the food in like in the US. You have a lot of different cuisine that you can try, but I feel like food from back home is just different. It's, because, it's you know you're just used to it, and uh, yeah, it, um, yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like it's more about the diversity. You get a lot more options. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but there's certain days of the month whereby my spirit, body, and mind just wants it eat something back from home like yeah. spin, some spinach some jollof some oh, yeah. nice stew like my body's just you know requesting. yeah does yeah, that happen kind of and i feel body. like it fills you up more than like uh like um i don't know fast food or anything like that oh yeah oh yeah oh, you it could, yeah it could be just something like with like how your psychology works but there is something <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe it's just also how we relate to this kind of food for me it's also like this food i when i eat them i get filled up but i'm full yeah however like fast food sometimes you just get filled up but you're, but you're still hungry if that yeah I mean, the <laughs> you just get bloated like, but you're still hungry right yeah. it's just the taste like the rest they remove so you can buy it again <laughs> yeah no for real yeah it's um yeah come like but there there is a in the u.s there is also um a variety of food when you come uh at first i remember when we came at first there is like uh because back home it's mostly food for back home there is not much of food from outsiders or like at least for us we never really got a lot of the experiences of eating food from other places 
So like um, we came in the US and we had all that variety of food. And then of course you have all that hype about like McDonald's and KFC and all the stuff. And then you come here, you're like, oh shit. I remember one of our first weeks we went to McDonald's and we came, it was in December, I think, January. And then the January time in South Dakota, it's cold. It's super cold. You have the snow and it's like negative 25 or negative 20 there. Oops. But then we wanted to go to McDonald's so much. We went to McDonald's one night and we had to walk from our campus to McDonald's. It was maybe like a 10 minutes walk. We walked, uh, it was cold outside, but we still walked outside and then went to McDonald's and we had food. And that was, <laughs> that was really good. I thought the food was great. And after some time, like it becomes old and you just miss your food from back home and you want to yeah. eat it and you just call KK, yeah. can I come get some Congolese food? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Do you have a big um, Congolese community in, in Seattle or in California? In Seattle, oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a big community. Uh, it's it's a little spread out. So depending on which area you live, there is like um a few people that live like north, and there is a few people that live east, uh, the side, and some live on the south. So it's it's really diversified. I'm not sure. It's pretty spread out. I'm not sure if they all they all know each other, but mm-hmm. I've been meeting like um like a few of them. So it's it's pretty diverse. It's pretty. Oh, that's great. They are yeah, around. That's, That's great. great. In California, I think there is. Somebody told me that there is a big Congolese community, but I haven't met much of much of that community yet. I'm just waiting. I'm sure if there is a wedding, I'm going to go and I'll meet all of them because they love weddings. <laughs> we love That's weddings. A- <laughs> That's a very good way to meet people. Yeah. Weddings are just put, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I just told them when there's a wedding, let me know. Yeah. And one thing else I was also going to say about like things you've learned, like I mean, your routine back home, it changes a lot from your routine in America, right? Because you're in a new space, new weather, new people. So how was your, like, where would you, what things have you changed in terms of your day-to-day routine and what things have you um, kept the same? Day-to-day routines. I think the fact that we went to boarding school really helped. So like we already had that schedule in our head where uh, you, in the morning, you wake up, uh, you get ready for school, and then you go to school, you come back, you study, and then after studying, you eat, and then you go back, you study again. So like we were, we just had this mentality of uh, that schedule that we had from boarding school. So I felt like when we came here, so we kind of kept that for a while until... Mm-hmm. Uh, because we were staying in campus for like six, the first six months we came into uh, the U.S. And so we got our apartment. And that's when we started like uh, developing our own habits. And uh, we started discovering what we liked, what we wanted to do and how the place, depending on how the place was, we started picking up uh, some uh, activities to do for ourselves. But uh, the routines generally, uh, one thing that we had to do is uh, maybe learn how to make some food um how to uh like uh, get a job and then dealing with working studying and um making sure you balance these two so it's it's one thing we had to to um to to work around uh but you know the, i feel like we yeah. we got um we got familiar with it pretty quick so um it wasn't that difficult maybe because we have we had each other but 
it definitely uh, it wasn't that difficult. And then also because we had a few Congolese that were also uh, in the campus, I feel like it helped because they would give you advices and you would yeah. talk to each other, help each other. So yeah, it was it was a pretty smooth transition. So there was pretty much a community existing already, and you guys just you know took advantage of that community to yeah. you know to, to yeah. and would you say it was I mean it's never easy to find a job, but would you say how how much of a struggle was it like you know looking for a job, finding your your place, you know? In South Dakota, I feel like it was pretty easy. Like okay. it wasn't it wasn't really difficult. Things are very easy to take care of in South Dakota, like everything. You go going from like uh, getting a driver license fine we don't have much options for jobs but uh as a student you like you have a chance to get at least like two jobs it's okay. just that if you mess up the jobs then you can't really go back there so like your options just shrinks yeah so yeah. yeah it's it's just that but at least you will get the job it's just that if you don't like the job then you don't really have much options later you start yeah. there like yeah. also, you know, like um, when you ask a question about community, I think having a community, an already established community, uh, when you move abroad is very beneficial, hmm. and it could be very, it could be something that makes it very easy for you, e even for jobs. Like when we came here, after a few months, like everybody in the because we we have a, we had a pretty huge community of uh, Congolese in South Dakota when we got there. So like everybody's hmm. like. Oh, you got there, you need a job. Oh, yeah, you gotta get a job. You can make your own money. And like, oh, really? I can get a job. I get my own money. And then they're like, yeah. And then they help you get a job. Oh, what type of job do you want to get? Is there is this, there is this, there is that. And then you kind of make a choice off of them experience. And they can tell you how each job is and how what are the workarounds of each jobs, what are the tips yeah. like. Yeah, you know, no, I'm, I'm smiling a lot because we're talking about community and I'm, I'm thinking about my community was like, who were the people that were there for me when I first came to Spain? And this is yeah. just so coincidental. One yeah. of my very first long time friends, she's actually giving birth right now, like at the moment. So she oh. just, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm smiling and I'm looking at my phone like, oh shit. <laughs> oh. oh my God, okay. <laughs> Are they twins? Uh, is she giving me <laughs> twins? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. That would be nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be something. Oh crazy. my gosh. It's so funny, but I'll tell her later. But yeah, continue. That's what I was just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As in right now, because I told her, let me know when you go into labor. And she was like, I'm in labor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is insane. Oh, I can't. Yeah, October 22. And uh, maybe he's born today. It's oh, crazy. Yeah, gonna be born cool. around. Um, yeah. Oh, it's Madrid. She's in Madrid, right? No, she's in Valencia, but she's in Spain. Time zone. Oh, okay. Same time zone uh, as me. Same time zone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, but I mean, I oh. I think we do take for granted, and there's we don't place so much emphasis on the importance of having a community. I think nowadays, like, there's a lot of fuss about, you know, be you, do you, do everything yourself, when in reality, if we're being totally honest with ourselves, like, big part of our day-to-day -day has to do with the existence of a community, right? Like, if you didn't have a community, you wouldn't have gone to South Dakota, you have probably ended up in another place, you might not have chosen the correct campus, you know, looking for a job, finding an apartment, finding where to get, you know, um, food from back home so 
would you say personally, like, do you place, do you give community that much importance as, as other people give it, or like, what's what's the relevance of community for you? I think it's huge. It's huge, especially for being in a boarding school. We've always grown to live and to be comfortable in a community, because yeah. that's where really, uh, when you're in com in a community, that's where. Uh, you get to experience um, a lot of <clears throat> how different people live and you get to grow in so many different levels. You get to learn from people, you get to teach other people certain things. And I also believe, I strongly believe that as Africans, we've always, we've always had within our roots this yeah. uh, need for community. This, yeah. like, we, we're naturally uh, meant to go and stay in a community otherwise you kind of feel like oh there is something something missing in me yeah and that was that was one of the things i like even sometimes i mean i've been i've been in spain for almost 20 years and this is something i still struggle with like african countries are so community-based although some people will argue that things have changed now that we're also becoming more westernized or they're also becoming more westernized back in African countries, but the whole setup is done around community mindset, like mm -hmm. your your um, your entertainment, your food, your outings, your school, like everything you have. And naturally, we just gather. We have that gathering mindset, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> However, in, here over here, when I by here I mean like in the states and Spain. I mean, Spain is still very much on the African spectrum, I would say. They're still very kind of, to a certain degree, community orientated. But yeah, in this, in America is totally different. It's, it's yeah, a very we, individualistic, I would say, society. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, yeah. How do you manage, how do you deal with this, you know, finding a balance between the cultures and the dynamic of where you came from? and also the dynamic of where you're emerging into? Mm. Mm. When, when we came, um, wait, sorry, can you repeat the question? How do you find the balance between like the community mindset of, of back home in Congo and the individual mindset of, you know, of America? How do you combine yeah. those two realities together? Like, do you find yourself there, you still keep more or Congolese culture or are you like immersing into the American culture and like you know taking it all together and you know yeah. being more American basically yeah um I think when we came because it was everything was new to us we we're the type of people that like to try new stuff all the time like one experiment other things and we want to know how it is like so that um like I don't know if it's just that uh, we're just curious naturally, but we just like to try the, the things. So when we came into the United States, we wanted to try everything that we saw and that we never did. Just your brother is laughing or was laughing, so I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. what have you tried? So many things <laughs> are going through my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm saying <laughs> things. It, it, um, I'm seeing you smiling. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> we like we like to be able to um to like to understand like to experiment the thing by ourselves we don't like it when someone tell us oh yeah this is like this, this is like this because that's their own perspective on the subject own experience. Like, yeah they don't they don't really um like they can't really give you the whole picture especially some people will be biased and then they will tell you that they didn't like it and so you don't want to stick with their review so we like to try things by ourselves and see how it is so when we came i feel like we were more into the americanization we okay. would try to be more american like listen to american music uh yeah uh, Kanye. <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember when we started listening to because back home it's a whole different we, we don't speak english yeah. It's yeah, different. Right. It's a whole different world. Like it's a whole different world in culture, in music, in yeah. language, yeah. in like behavior. Like one of the basic small things that we learn when you come to America is the culture of holding the door for someone when they are behind you. Like you walk into a building, you're gonna open the door, hold it for someone else, the person behind you, so they can come in. And that's yeah. not something you find in. Uh, I don't know if it's the like European country. I don't know if European countries do, do it. Yeah, like, we do that. We do that. You do that. Like in Africa, I don't think we used to do that as much. Like you're going to oh, go really? in my business. But wow. okay. here in America, there is that big culture, like those small things like that. You're going to go in like in a building, open the door and hold it for the person behind you. Yeah. Uh, you're going to say hi to like, uh, if, even you, you're going to say hi to everyone and you don't say uh bon appetit when you start eating you don't pray before when like when you start oh eating. yes people oh, just yes. start eating like that there is a lot of those things that um you know I, I think praying before you eat is a way to uh like thank um the, like thank god for the food that you're getting and it's a good culture to have it's a good habit but it's one yeah. of those things that you lose when you come in america if you don't pay close mm-hmm. attention to that do you think that has to do with I, I'm not, this is just a theory, I'm not sure that maybe back in so many African countries, perhaps like um, for an average family to have three course meal, it's, pre, it's pretty much a big thing, would you say that? And in I America, think- there's a lot of supplers, like <laughs> there's food everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't we don't always realize it but uh like at least for where we come from and uh like in the cities we've been living and um like it's not everybody can afford to have like breakfast lunch and dinner yeah. some people they might have just breakfast and then they have like a lunch dinner like that's just in the middle of the day <laughs> and then like Only and, one. <laughs> and at yep. night they don't have dinner they just eat breakfast again like they just have milk <laughs> Like there is a lot of that culture back yeah. home, but yeah, we don't we we don't always realize it here. In and here in Spain, we have five meals a day, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five would, meals a day. Five meals a day. That's good. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Europe is different. Way yeah. different. When you time, what are the what are they called? The five meals a day. So you have like breakfast, and you have like middle like this um almuerzo which is basically like the 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 food between lunch and breakfast like mid-morning snack it's more of a snack time than a proper meal so it's like three big meals and two snack times so you you're supposed to have let's say if you have breakfast at eight and later you have like snack time at 11 30 you have lunch at two then you have another snack time um, snack time at 5 30 and you have dinner at nine so that's the thing in spain we do have dinner really late 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. why we have five meals. I think even back home, we used to have dinner late. Late, yeah. Like, late, you would, everybody's back. When daddy's back, um, you start eating. And at some point, we forgot that it was just like, eat at your own time. <laughs> I think that's when we got, we, we got older. <laughs> yeah. Find your place. And Find your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point, I remember our mom used to make us all eat at the same time after school. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what, yeah, like, you wait for everyone you all sit together in the table, like you cannot start eating until everyone is there. I think that was at some point, she was probably reading some books about like family bounding. <laughs> she was trying, she was doing the experiment on us. You know what? My parents also did the same thing. And I actually, yeah. I, back then I used to hate it, but I actually appreciate it now. When I, yeah. I think about it, I'm like, oh, look at all the. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was nice, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They used to tell us, stop playing video games and come eat. Yeah. No, I, I look back at it and I, I I mean I see the importance on on like what she was trying to do and like make us talk and then tell each other about our day because we never yeah. really had the time to actually all and talk. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like yeah that was that was a good way to see it. But back then we didn't really see the importance of it because we're always together. You know, you never really saw yourself being away from them. Yes. <laughs> With, oh, you you like yeah he's gonna be there tomorrow so like why should i uh like um use all the effort in order to be around and like eat together but yeah like, definitely yeah. definitely i think like going back to what you said about embracing more of the american culture than you know the congolese culture i i i i wonder if that has to do with also how you left you know, and also the language, you know, difference. So I think, cause I also had that experience, like when, you, when you're immersing into a new culture with a new language, you mm-hmm. want to learn the language, you want to yep. learn the culture. So you go through that time of your life whereby you're like, okay, I know my culture, I know where I'm coming from. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah. it's something that's always going to be with me. Let me pack yeah. this for a second. Right? Yeah. And then you go into this culture. Let me learn the language. Let me learn the dynamic. Let me become, you know, proficient in, you know, yeah. in this yeah. cultural dynamic. And before you know it, I don't know if you've gotten to that stage, but at least for me, it was a situation whereby you're like, oh, now I'm really fluent in this culture, but I think I've lost part of my original culture. Yeah. So you always have this back and forth of, I don't want to lose my identity of where I'm coming from, but at the yeah. same time, I want to learn about the country I'm in. in um, yeah. You know, the food, the party, the viral movements. You know, the biggest part of the of the yeah the culture and the society. How is how is that for you guys? No, you put it together like that's that's exactly exactly. The, I feel like it's that transition everybody goes through. Like everybody that lives in the like in the diaspora, like they they have to go to that stage. I feel like we need to we need to actually you know set up like like a like a timeline where like stage hmm. like with each stage, and I feel like yeah. most of us go through that sta- those stages. Yes. So yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna get familiar with the culture. So you start being more in like for us, for example, we started being more with the American culture, listening to American music, uh, hmm. eating American food, like tasting different different cuisine that are in the United States. So yeah. it's like just to um 
to be more familiar with the culture and then uh, understand things better like even watching movies uh we didn't we stopped watching movies in french we started watching movies in english only like with subtitles yeah just to, to get to get to get familiar with the language and get familiar with the people um i remember we would try to uh like we would try to have american friends and then try to uh know what they like and you know the culture understand how things work but it wasn't yeah. always the best because you know sometimes you can't really relate so hmm. it's more like um yeah it's more like we started like because we had the opportunity to uh discover other other cultures we started hmm. having friends from like uh different countries so there was a yeah. bunch of other international students so because we all had that same struggle of coming to a new country and then experimenting yeah. new things, it was easy to relate to each other. So even though we weren't really with Americans, we still were with people that were also going through the same journey and then experience um, with you. Yeah. yeah. So share you, that. Yeah. You were having an American experience, but not with like the um the um Americans have always been Americans the entire life, but with people who were just coming into the system, you know, and they were navigating the country at the same stage as you guys. Well, yeah. 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 I think it's really good to it's really easy to bind with people that can that that is the same struggle as you, like all in all, all international students, because when we got here, we started with the English. There is a program called ESL, English as a second language. Okay. Where you pretty much go through uh, this three-level program that helps you understand the American culture, the language, and yeah. inside the program there is also international from countries that don't speak really English. And with those people, we all of us have our broken English. We, you know, we try to make we we try to make each other understand our experience. You're like, oh yeah, they tell you about yeah. something. You're like, oh yeah, I had the same experience, and you really bind with those people. And like, language is just. A factor it's one factor because with those people we had all broken english but we used to understand each other through experiences and yeah. um, sign languages those type of things like yeah really and trust. if you say something wrong like you know you're not being judged because the yeah. other person also understands like hey this person, like, oh, i see what you're trying to say i, I see what yeah. you know what like there's so much abundant in that because it's one thing for you to say something wrong and let's say the other person correct you and say, oh, this is what you meant, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you say something wrong and that person is, you know, judging yeah. and just being, oh. How do they you don't realize that if I'm speaking a bad language, if I'm speaking your language bad, that means that I probably know another language better. There is no way. <laughs> well, <to> that's... <laughs> not knowing how to speak, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think that's something pretty common with people who speak only one language like you could be very self-centered when you speak only one language like oh yeah. you don't say this like that they're very eager for to correct you very very eager yeah. that's something i've that's something yeah. i've learned but let them start speaking another language you just be like mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah give me give me some leverage here oh, it's okay. a, yeah do you do you feel like um speaking two languages change your thoughts process oh oh yeah uh, i think yeah, yeah. i think i think it changes your thought process and it expands the amount of inf information you have access to like yeah. you speak you speak spanish right and yeah. english, english and yoruba yoruba, yoruba. Im yeah. imagine the amount like you have 
you have access to a, like a library in all those different languages that's crazy that's really really crazy to yeah. have like that's one of the benefits of speaking different languages is the amount of like the like the, the potential of the amount of information you have access to yeah that's yeah that's uh, immeasurable and, and even the way you see things is so like different i feel like when you speak one language you interpret things from one um cultural one. perspective mm-hmm. you know? and however if you speak I remember one time I was having I was talking to somebody who was Spanish and another person who was I think this person was Senegalese or something like that and the Spanish person said to me she was like have you noticed that this person never looks you in the eye when you're talking to them like that's just so rude I was like actually it's not rude actually in so many African countries like not looking into the eyes is a sign of respect yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think those kind of bold statements you only make them when you when you only when you've only lived in one culture. But when you're yeah. exposed to so many cultures, you realize like actually, what is my own cultural dynamic is totally different from what's in another person's culture. Like, am yeah. I not looking in the eye? And that that's that's like the ultimate sign of respect. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. So things like that. I, I I'm. I think personally, I'm very, very grateful to have the opportunity to speak two, three languages, um, or actually three, four. The fourth one is French, but I have to say, my French is bad. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially like you know, after the um, the, ex- the experience I spoke about in the previous episode, like yeah. I just had that thing for French. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But maybe maybe you have to teach me more French. So, oh yeah, a few words, you <laughs> know, words. to get yourself around Paris if you ever decide to actually go, you know. But yeah, one day ago, I've even Paris before. I even yeah, it um yeah, it really changes your perspective on how you see things. You discover yeah. more things, and um, you you really get to see things in how the people uh, in that country or in that spoken language see things. That's definitely yeah. a different yeah. way. Yeah. 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 But coming back to it. Yeah. There is, there's that stage where you just, you just want to get familiar with the, uh, with the, the culture you're living in. So you just want to fit it. So you mm. learn all these, um, all the cultures, you get familiar with the, the food, music and all that. Mm. And then there is a time where you just, um, you just get tired of, um, I don't know if it's tired, but like you, just like you said, you realize that, oh, wait, I feel like I'm losing my identity. So like, yeah. I feel like it's, um, it's a stage that hit us maybe last year or maybe two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, uh, COVID time. Yeah, yeah, COVID time and all that. That's that's when we started realizing that, oh, yeah, we might be losing a little bit of our culture because since we've been here, we have never really been back. So it's hmm. been over five years and we're just here in the States. We um, we kind of forgotten a lot of things from back home. Man. Some yeah. things that we think it's normal, but doing it back home is not really going to be normal. But, you know, because we've yeah. been living here for so long, we have, like, lost... Uh, we don't really make the difference anymore. For us, it's more like everything that happens in the United States is is normal. But uh, if you, <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 
it's not really like every culture is different every country is different and not everything being done is uh is 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 regular so uh we're at that stage where we're trying to get back to our culture so we're back at uh, listening music from our country we're back at uh talking more with our families trying to connect and like learning different recipes from back home so yeah like, that's I, you know what, yeah, as I was going to say something about the music, but yeah, you've already said it. I went through this moment whereby this phase when I was, I really immersed myself in Spanish music, yeah. music for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I had so yeah. many, like hundreds of, of playlists of Spanish music. And I just had to talk to myself a few years ago. I'm like, actually, what I actually like is Afrobeat. And that's yeah. just <laughs> You get back. I, I mean, and even even when I listen to it, like the joy on my face, the happiness in my soul, it's yeah. just it's so different. Like I, I like my Afro bits, I like my my Fuji Afro Afro Juju music. Like I just love them. So yeah. not to say yeah. my just like you say, I used to I used to care a lot about oh, I'm in this environment with um Americans or like this type of people. I'm gonna try to satisfy everyone and I'm gonna play. Uh, music like popular music but then it like I'm at this point where I'm like I'm gonna play some Afrobeats because like I'm gonna <laughs> make them understand what I feel like even though they might not do the music but they gotta learn too I was yeah. interested in music here too when I came so like yeah. I'm yeah. gonna play the music play the Afrobeats play the people like the music from back home and make people listen and see how they perceive it because Definitely. really uh no one else is gonna promote your stuff if it's not yourself so if Afrobeat is not as much known like we better do the work kind of like for us and make people like it too so that when you go um to some place you hear oh this guy is listening to Afrobeats they probably got it for me <laughs> like this other day I was working on my streets and uh there was this store they were playing Afrobeat I didn't want to go in. I just went in because they were playing. And I was like, you know okay. what? <laughs> Let me just go in. And then just because they were playing it. So it it feels good, like, listening to the kind of music that you're familiar with to yes. in, in some places, you know. You and I take watch. pride in it right now. Like, I think yeah. anytime I'm in a restaurant, in a bar, and they play any form of Afrobeats, I'm like, this guy, the guy sounding, we're from the same place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do that a lot like so proud like we are yeah. from the same place yeah. <laughs> I do that with sports players too like basketball okay. players uh I like that's how I, I players, um, yeah yeah if I'm talking to people and they don't know where I'm from I'm like yeah you know uh, Kuminga. yeah we're from the same country so like you know things yeah. like that like that that really uh yeah. helps people um like picture where you're from so exactly when someone says oh i don't know where nigeria is i was like have you listened to burner boy yes is yeah. my yes that's where i'm from <laughs> and you could and if, when he tell you no you're like you don't know burner boy is wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow where do you leave like what do you yeah. do <laughs> At the end, it just comes to like finding the balance of, you know, who you are, you know, based on where you lived initially, where you are now, just, you know, balance is the key. You know, you can get stuck in, in your country of origin, but you also can get carried away just because you find yourself in another culture. And I always, personally, I always advocate for like taking the good of every place, 
you know, the good of what you have back home, the good of what you have where you currently are, and also trying to figure out, you know, what things can you put into the system, like recommending good music. <laughs> yeah, 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 recommending good music. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah so, let them try new food, food from a country and stuff like that. So um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think with this we can, you know, I don't know if you wanted to say anything else to round up Timothy and Tit, you know. Um, yeah. Um, I think I, one of the one of the good things about uh, going um, to a different country is um, that stage. You know, we're talking about different stages. You come first. You wanna uh, assimilate to the culture of the place you are at, and then after that. Uh, for a lot of people, they kind of have that realization that, oh, I'm losing my roots. I need to get back to my roots. So like mm-hmm. at that stage, it's a good stage because you really are more interested about, because you or, you already have that package of who you are mm-hmm. from the experiences you had back in your home country. And then when you're at that stage, when you want to discover more, mm-hmm. uh, you want to get back to your roots. You don't just go back to your roots. You go back to your roots and you try to discover more. And through that journey of trying to discover more, you discover so much more things about yourself, how was your childhood, how you Hmm. grew up. You kind of can like see it from an outsider kind of view. And Mm -hmm. you get, you have that interest of wanting to know more. Like for example, Tita and I, we've had this, um, I don't know, I want to call it like awakening of like, where we realize that we, uh, although we grew up back home, but we didn't have we didn't had a lot of um, association with our tribe and hmm. our, Interesting. Interesting. Our, our elders, our ancestors, and all ah. different things. Like for example, you, it's good that you speak Yoruba, but for us, we are from uh, the Congo tribe in in Congo, um, and it's the tribe that is in the southwestern side of Congo. It's pretty much where when um, Europeans they came to Congo they first landed their ships uh, on that part, like okay. there is a part called Chela. They landed there and then they first, the, the first people from Congo, they met them from that part of Congo. Okay. And then from that point on, our people showed them like the way up to Kinshasa and then they saw some other parts of Congo. They were the guides for like in the, uh, in the what, like the 15th centuries and stuff like that, 14th centuries. And then, um, we started learning more about what happened back then. How was our people? How was our ancestors? What was our yeah. language? And we don't speak the language, which is very sad. And it's one of the things that we realize we really wanna, we really have this uh, this goal now, this need, this um, uh, hmm. like we wanna go back to our roots. Yeah, and yeah. Well, like what were our people like? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think uh, I think also that's that's a very big topic, and I think we could do another podcast on this about how <laughs> I, I think there's this urge and there's this hunger to Westernize our culture back home, and it makes yeah. me really sad when I see that. Like just this urge of wanting to be more Western and instead of appreciating the local culture yeah. of what we have. And anyhow, I, I just wanted to say one thing that at the end of the day, you. If you want to know where you are, you have to know where you came from. That's yeah, that's just exactly. something yeah. you can't you can't you can't move forward without knowing where you are. And you can if you want to know where you are, you also have to know where you came came from. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, I know it's hard because 
at the end of the day, there's always going to be external pressure to be more this and more that. But, you know, you just have to, you have to walk your journey. You have to like find your truth, you know? The, I mean, regarding the language, um, it's, it's what it is. Like you can, it, it's never too late to learn. You can also like start learning now. It's too late. Um, yeah, classes. definitely. It's the resources, the problem. Yeah, right? yeah. Are the gonna, resources. yeah we're going to get there. But yeah. we're going to get there, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We're going to get there. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you guys coming. Like, it's, I mean, joining <laughs> Madrid, Seattle, California. I mean, it's the time zone in itself. It's not, it's not easy, but thanks for joining. Yeah. Um, it's, it's super early for you guys. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah. hope to have you back. And by back, I mean back and soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to talk about, you know, trying to find out stories about where we came from. I think that would be a very interesting topic to okay. navigate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, since this is recorded, like when I know for sure at some point we're going to be in Madrid. I don't know if it's going to be next year, in two years, Ooh. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably gonna meet and then we're gonna look back at the podcast where if you come to madrid definitely let me know i'll be yeah i'll be your tour guide i'll take yeah, you around music but um <laughs> anecdotes i just wanted to mention i know i knew it was gonna be excited too so like i got excited yeah, when you say you're gonna be our tour in madrid i'm like oh yeah i remember <laughs> Well, if you want to say it again, because now that you know the other side is now that I took that out, when you come mm. back to when you come to Madrid, I'll take you around. I'll show you Bernabeu. And yeah, um, yeah I'll I mean you're going to like do you, you know the stadium is actually going through renovations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been um it's been going through renovations. Hopefully when we get there, it's gonna be done. Okay. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's yeah. not only gonna be a stadium anymore, it's gonna be more like um it's it, the, so Florentino said that it's gonna be the biggest entertain. It's, it's gonna be the biggest entertaining place in Europe. Wow, in Europe. really? Yeah. If, so is it? You see, going back to taking things for granted, isn't this crazy that I I live in the same city? I didn't even know this, and you guys live <laughs> <all> the way. <laughs> Literally, that's the perfect example of it. Take, take, you yeah. need, I didn't know this at all. I'd never met yeah. before. <laughs> No, it's because you live there. You like you just expect to see the things when it happens. Then you yeah. just gonna visit. <laughs> I mean, I uh, see them. I'm just like, oh, these people yeah. do construction work again. Anyhow, yeah, I feel like it's not only anymore. It's gonna be like there's gonna be food places. There's gonna be like it's gonna be like a mall. It's gonna be events in there. Like it's it's from what he's been saying. I know. I know you always come through. Like it's gonna be crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay guys well nice to have you another week on the podcast Thank um so please follow us on instagram our page is um Vot by busola and hope you enjoy rate like comment um you know share your ideas i'm um, looking forward to have you next next time on the podcast bye yeah.